Hi, this is Devin, and welcome to the More with Devin Show. This is your podcast where I'll help you understand how to easily release body fat, how to stay consistent with your nutrition, and how to develop a successful mindset for weight loss in an effortless way. If your goal is to lose belly fat, tone up, lose weight, or take your nutrition and fitness to the next level, this is your one-stop shop for all your needs. In this show, I will be answering your questions and helping you through your journey. If you have any questions, there's a link below where you can submit. Enjoy. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What's good, people? This is another show, more with Devin. Um, you know, appreciate everybody's support, and you know, hope I'm continually giving some value to you guys and making it happen in a in a positive way for you. Uh, so today, we're gonna do a Q and A. So you know, I'm gonna talk about you know uh, the importance of being able to be resilient emotionally as well as physically, and how that can benefit your life. So we'll go ahead and jump into this and get this party started. Um, so. When it comes to, I actually made a post, you know, you know, reference to this today, actually, you know, re- reference to these perspectives. And I'm realizing that <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, a quote, one of the quotes that my son, you know, uh, said to me when we have our like deep, you know, conversations. And he said, you know, you know, it's better to feel the pain of trying than, the, you know, the pain of failure than the pain of not trying. And, you know, what's interesting about that is no matter what, success is always, you know, tied to failure. Any person that reaches great heights, they have to fail their way to get there. Even a baby, you know what I'm saying? When we start to walk, you know, we don't learn how to walk just immediately. We crawl, then we stand up, we fall down, and then we, you know, walk a couple of steps, fall down again, hurt our knee, all kind of stuff. But, you know, a baby never, if a, a human being has the capacity, the physical capacity to be able to walk, there's no human that's never not you know, went through that whole process and is walking today. There's billions of people on this earth that walk. And, um, but it's interesting how as we get older, we start to, you know, feel these failures and then we quit. And then we never get to our fullest potential. You know, we gain this wisdom, have all this intellectual capacity, but then, you know, things that happen in our lives make us like be very weary of any kind of discomfort. And then we really never, you know, reach our truest potential. And you know what I'm saying? And I think to myself, one of the worst things is to have to see and feel the pain of not being where you want to be and, you know, just having to live in that perpetually or, you know, something that you need to overcome continually recycles in your life and continues to bring pain to you over and over and over because you don't want to address it. Or, you know, um, you know, some physical thing where you're in the gym and, you know, you don't want to, the, the fact that you're winded or the fact that, you know, you are, uh, you know, your muscles are sore or you realize that when you lift lifting weights, you're weaker than the people around you. Like that should give you motivation to move, continually move forward. And I'm not specifically, you know, trying to say that you need to, you know, induce acute pain on yourself and like, you know, injure yourself. That's actually the opposite. You know, this kind of pain, you need to, you know, deal with it and face it with love. Um, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, acknowledge that it's there, you know what I'm saying? So you can get stronger. And, you know, it's a you know, passage in the Bible says, let the weak man say, I am strong. So, you know, if you think about that, that's, you know, realizing that this is really where I am, but then having a vision of where you want to be and um, allowing that manifest manifestation to happen, you know, um, through you moving towards it with your actions, your feelings and your thoughts. And, um, you know, I'm realizing that's the key to really getting to where you need to be. And it's a lot of people, whether that's like I said, whether physically or, you know, mentally, once we feel a certain hit a certain barrier, like, you know, what I'm saying like it triggers us and we avoid and like, you know, it's maybe way more potential that we have beyond that. And we never fully get to it because we let that as soon as we feel that 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 tension that hurts, whatever reason it is, something from our past, you know, a reason, you know, we're not actually, 
you know, we're, we're in a place of weakness from not, you know, you know, pushing ourselves to whatever capacity you hit this barrier. And then it makes people just wild out where they don't overcome, you know what I'm saying? And like they react in ways that maybe seem strong, but they're actually weak reactions and it just continues to perpetuate. And then it seems like, you know, it's, you know, circumstance that has that person there or, you know, uh, you know, bad luck, but really it's something internal and it's a pain point that they don't want to deal with. And, um, and I'm realizing, man, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They really have to sit with their emotions and sit with, you know, the things that you need to change or going to the gym and being super sore. Like that is not fun, but I promise you what I have continually found out is like the, some of the worst feelings, some of the worst pains, if you can, you know, deal with it with, from a place of love, you know what I'm saying? Compassion with yourself, forgiveness, or, you know, directly moving towards it and investigating why it's there, you know, from a non-judgmental place, man, on the other side, man, there's so many gifts. There's so much, you know, growth. There's so many things that are just waiting for you, but you got to overcome that, overcome that pain. And, um, and then from there, that pain will turn into power. You know what I'm saying? That strength will turn into weakness. So just want to put that out there. So if there's something that you're going through, you're not being able to, you know, move forward with, you got to figure out a solution to, you know, figure out why you can't get through it. And when you do feel those feelings that make you want to go backwards or make you want to like, you know, get out of your character, you got to learn how to stay still. You got to learn how to like investigate it and, you know, move towards it from a place of love. And even on the same level as an injury, let's say you have like a nagging injury, like a knee pain, you know what I'm saying? Like your knee hurts. And even me as a coach, I used to coach people where I would like help them avoid not using that, that knee and, you know what I'm saying? Do exercises like, you know, more hip dominant exercises. So they're not really having to bend their knee. But then, you know, I realized that what happens when that person's in an environment where they have to use their knee, their knee's going to be super weak and it, you know, they're going to mess it up even worse. But if you, you know, face that problem with love where you don't push that knee harder than what it needs to be pushed. You put it in an environment where it can, you know, you can you can get some knee bend, you can get some blood flow, and then you get a little bit more range of motion, a little bit more range of motion. And then before you know it, a person who has like extreme issues is now, you know, 100%, you know, has 100, 100% ability to use their knee because they gradually got stronger, you know, worked with where they are, was understood where they, where they were, and didn't try to push past what was possible for them. And like I said, like facing their pain with love. And if you do that, you can like, it's amazing. Some of the worst circumstances you could be in, you just face it little by little before you know it, you've overcome it. So hope that they can give you guys some advice and some things that I've learned. And I've been able to see people connected to me, be able to do the same thing. So we'll go ahead and get into these questions now. All right. So our first question that we have is, um, is it possible to drink too much water? So, um, you know, it's too much of anything is bad, but most likely the average person, especially if you're working out, isn't drinking too much water. But um, I think it's uh, like 0.67 times your body weight is like a good place to go when it comes to the amount of water that you need to drink. But then from there, or like I think it's maybe like yeah, 0.67 times your body weight. And then um, from there, you know, somewhere around like 100 ounces to a gallon of water. If you're working out pretty intensely, you're sweating, you're doing cardio, that's a good like rule of thumb. It'll be a good a good amount of hydration for you. But let's just say you're drinking three gallons or four gallons of water or something like that. Then you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can like get water poisoning, especially if you're not using the bathroom. So like you got to do something crazy extreme to get to that space. But then from there, another good indicator 
like if your water, if your pee is like super, super clear, then like you're overhydrated where it's just flushing out of you. So, you know, have like a little tint to the to your, your urination and, um, you know, but main thing, your mouth shouldn't be dry um, and, you know, you should be able to, you shouldn't be catching cramps. So, you know, just a rule of thumb, you know, drinking, a, you know, even like eight ounces of water, just consistently drinking water for taste where, like I said, your mouth isn't dry then that'd be a good place to start. And then as you start to increase your activity, you know, you sweat more, you need to increase your water. But even within that, one of the most important things with water is making sure that you replace your sodium as well. Because a lot of times, you know, people don't realize when they sweat, they're sweating out their sodium too, sweating out the salt. So, all right, so next question, uh, coffee, how many cups is okay? So I think that, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, it's gonna be your personal tolerance but from there, you know, are you drinking decaf? Are you drinking like, you know, pike or whatever, whatever that stuff, like light coffee, medium coffee, dark coffee, you know, uh, the, the amount of, you know, caffeine is the main issue when it comes to how much coffee you're drinking because the caffeine, how it affects your body. And I would say, you know, some probably somewhere around like, you know, two to three cups, you know, throughout the day is probably anything over that, you know, can start to have issues with the amount of caffeine, depending on the amount of caffeine that's in that coffee, if it's just like traditional traditional coffee. But then from there, the biggest thing, more than anything with that, is making sure that, you know, probably after, you don't want to drink coffee probably after 5 p.m. because it affects your sleep. And, um, and that's one of the biggest issues. And then there's some people and studies that show that, you know, frequent, you know, chronic coffee drinkers start to have like adrenal issues. But, you know, I'm not sure, like it's a lot of science on both ends between what that really means. But there are people who they mess, they kind of mess up their rhythm within their body where it doesn't function and like they can't sleep right. And, you know, they're tired or, you know, super, you know, lethargic from drinking too much coffee for too long. So, um, you know, but that's just relative to that person's sensitivity. But more than anything, um, you know, the best thing is to, you know, make sure that you stop drinking coffee, you know, probably around like 5 p.m. So you can be able to like get some good restful sleep and not be too up and, you know, mess up your sleep pattern at nighttime. And then now, next one, um, how to prolong my youth. So uh, one of the most important, what I'm finding, uh, like the fountain of youth that people don't really realize is that, um, not exactly, yeah, genes yeah, definitely do play a role in caffeine. Some people drink caffeine and like they get tired actually. They get more lethargic. And there's some people drink a little caffeine and they're just going crazy. They can't even handle it. They feel like have levels of anxiety. So, you know, and definitely metabolism as well too. So that's a great, great point, Jennifer. Um, so then uh, from there, uh, when it comes to how to prolong your youth, um, what I'm seeing, you know, um, this is things that I'm learning, you know, as I continue to learn and be within the fitness and health industry, um, you know, uh, resistance training and protein. Um, you know, making sure you get the amount, right amount of protein and the right amount of resistance training. Because the issue that happens that people don't realize when an old person who can't walk up the steps or doesn't have balance, you can't, you know, think to yourself, I'm going to work on my balance by working on my balance and like getting on a physio ball or walk, standing on one foot. That's really not the issue. It's the fact that you are losing muscle and you're losing, you know, your muscle tissue, your skeletal muscle is reducing. And when that happens, it messes up your, you know, your metabolic rate. You know what I'm saying? Your body starts to just wither away. Your joints and ligaments are, you know, weak. You can't move. You're super clumsy. And then from there, boom, you fall. People don't realize, like, one of the leading causes of death is people falling and then, like, breaking a bone. And then that bone and that, that bone doesn't heal. And then now it creates an infection. And then, like, you know, the person is not living anymore. And, um, and it's rooted in that person not being able to function and move the right way. And then from there, on the other level, when your body composition, you know, changes like that, like I'm, I'm sure people have seen, 
those like x-rays where you know it shows a person's like thigh and one person's thigh is like this much muscle and then this much fat but then another person got the same size of a thigh and they got this much muscle and this much fat and you know that's a lot of weight to carry and that's a lot of weakness and you know when a body gets to that level metabolism starts to reduce um you know what i'm saying like and it's just it's just downhill from there so if you're older by bad joints and you got like weak muscles you can't get off the ground you fall you can't catch yourself so like one of the most important things even beyond just like losing body fat is maintaining enough muscle tissue to be able to continue to function in old age so you know what i'm saying if you want to continue to live and then from there, you know, making sure that you're eating right, making sure that, you know, internally your body is healthy by, you know, make, by, you know, having nutrient-dense foods, staying away from, you know, foods that are high in carcinogenic type foods and um, things that are, you know, are going to cause issues like fried foods and things of that nature, um, you know, lots of alcohol, uh, smoking. So, you know, just living an overall well lifestyle and then making sure that you maintain, you know, muscle mass. And you know what I'm saying? It ain't even about being a bodybuilder. It's about just being able to function where you can walk from point A to point B. Like you can get off of your couch without having to rock. You know what I'm saying? Your knees is not cracking. And you know what I'm saying? Your bones is not brittle because they're so weak. And, um, you know, we can get away from with that stuff when we're younger. But then as we age and get older, you know, it comes to a point where like it's like a fork in the road, like a post that I made where, you know, if you didn't do the right things, you got to like uphill battle. And a lot of times people, they wait too long to move in that direction. And they just, it's just a compound effect where they just feel like they can't even do anything. And it just becomes a part of their new normal where like they just can't function. When it was something that possibly they could have been able to, you know, reverse or could have kept in a good space. And I'm being able to see this with clients that train in my gym, like on a whole different level. It's un like, I can't even imagine like these women and men some of these people are like pure real deal athletes and when they initially started they were not like that and they are functioning at a high level higher than when people in their 20s and 30s and these people are in their 60s and this is real stuff and then i have even you know a client that's in her 70s and you know had a bad knees and you know walked had anxiety walking at the steps and now she's just making moves like you know what i'm saying like she's just a young lady uh, body composition changing and she's living her life and she's in her 70s so like even at that age you can you can make you can reverse those issues if you put the work in in the right kind of way and like i said so that's going to happen through you know making sure you get enough protein so you can build muscle tissue and then making sure that you're resistance training and then having like an overall you know well diet that's you know lots of fruits and vegetables lean proteins and staying away from the bad things so i would say in my opinion in devin's opinion that would be the fountain of youth and then uh, next question, um, uh, exercising and dieting through menopause. Uh, so, what, you know, what I know with women and just in general, and even I've like looked at some studies when it comes to this, um, like a really good diet during menopause is like a low carb diet. So like a, pro like a diet that's, you know, moderate to high protein. And then, you know, like, 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 a, like a solid amount of protein for your specific weight. And then like a moderate to high fat content and then low carb. And, um, you know, like a lot of women's bodies, even like, you know, when it comes to competing and things of that nature, like women tend to like, you know, uh, do better with higher fat diets than, you know, than men. And um, it's just not not to say that all women are like that, because I've coached women who can ha who've had high amounts of carbohydrates and they lose weight in an amazing way. But just overall, women tend to do better with their, you know, a higher fat diet. And then during menopause, it's been shown that that's like a good diet for, for that time period. But then from there, you know, training 
you know, eating correct, like a healthy diet and working out does reduce, you know, the menopause, uh, you know, symptoms. So, you know, just working out from a general place is a beneficial thing if you are going through menopause. And then our last question is whey protein on a regular basis, good or bad? So that's actually, that's a great question. Um, so the way I look at it, you know, whey protein is just a supplement for you to be able to get the extra protein in that you need, but you shouldn't, you know, think to yourself, like, I'm just going to replace real food with protein because there are people who will say, oh, man, I'm going to have a protein shake for, 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 for breakfast, have a protein shake for lunch, have a protein shake for dinner, and then they're barely eating. And what that does is just gets you out of, out of, you know, your system and your habits of like eating lean, nutrient-dense foods because it's not just about like, oh, I'm just going to take this protein in because it's super simple. You want to have like a balanced diet and like then from there, the protein, the whey protein is there to help you get extra protein in because you already got your diet set and on point. And, or, you know, like if you're running late or you need to, you know, you missed your meal, like you have that, the whey protein there. And there's nothing inherently bad about it. It's just that, you know, in my opinion, I think that it's best to learn and focus on nutrient-dense foods. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it's just better for your body. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though whey protein, you know, does have a high bioavailability when it comes to absorption of protein and like increasing protein synthesis. But, you know, in my opinion, I think that, you know, things have been set up in an order where, you know, this universe knows what we need and it's been working in a really well way. So like foods that are whole nutrient-dense, your body just tends to, you know, respond better overall and you know what i'm saying there's going to be less side effects and issues and some people you know they drink protein they get the bubble guts and all kind of stuff like that um but you know that, that is from like the you know the milk content uh, but sometimes people even like the you know artificial sugar and things of that nature i've had people have issues when they they drink it and it just doesn't respond to their body for some you know particular reason because of the you know different chemical makeup that's in it but more than anything pro, you know whey protein isn't bad it's an awesome thing it's a great tool to help you be able to make sure that you hit your numbers as well as you know protein whey protein many times is high in protein low in you know carbohydrates and low in fat so it makes it where it's easy to fit within your 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 goals for the day if you have like you know whether that's you know macros where you have protein fats and carbs that you're hitting or if you um you know have a protein goal and total calorie goal it makes it easy to be able to fit that in in a really efficient way as well as it's you know very convenient easy to drink so i really i highly recommend protein drinks to my clients but then at the same time you know we need to eat real food you need to have real food you need to eat you need to chew and like you know get some vegetables get some you know lean pro sources of protein or if you're vegan whatever kind of protein you choose to have you know tempa and you know soy and all that kind of stuff you need to eat food and like get into that habit because it's all about the habits long term like yeah you maybe can lose weight in a month drinking you know nothing but protein shakes yeah you'll lose weight but you're not going to do that forever so it's better to figure out a system that you can sustain over a duration of time and you want to like have that system together and then add those things around it that complement your lifestyle overall whether that's you know having a cheat meal or you know having things that extra barbecue sauce or pizza for the night or having a drink but then 80% of the time, you know, 90% of the time, you got this system that you're sticking with and you, you can depend on that system because it's something that you've done over a duration of time. And then the same thing with, you know, whey protein, even though it's like more beneficial and helping you, you know, make progress. But you need a system of foods that you're eating over a duration of time that is nutrient dense and that are, you know, rooted in, that have minerals and vitamins and, and you know, fiber and things of that nature. But then the protein is just an addition to that to help enhance what you're doing.
So hope that answers that question. What's up, Charles? Um, hope that, that answers that question. If you guys have any other questions real quick, if somebody sends me something, I'll go ahead and answer it. But if not, then uh, I really appreciate everybody that's on here. Uh, how you doing, Jenny Martin? Killer Key, Killer Kev. What up, Simply Lou? We got, uh, you know, Drethro Viking. Appreciate you guys' support and listening to me. I really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Taking your time out of the day to hear what I got to say. And I hope that I was able to bring some value to you. And um, if you have any kind of questions, you know, whether you DM me or we all have like the, uh, the questions to be able to add on Facebook, you know, please send those questions to me. And any, the best way that I can answer them, I'll be there for you guys. So, uh, but as I always say, remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. I repeat, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that can help you with your fitness and nutrition goals. Now go out there and make it happen. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Until next time.